this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue our study of the book of beginnings, Genesis, with Enosh to Enoch, Methuselah to Noah, corruption increasing, God speaks to Noah, and God's covenant with Noah foretold. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Holy God, holy and most gracious Father, our Father,
reading from Matthew, chapter 23. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter yourselves, nor allow those who would enter to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte, and when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, If anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools, for which is greater, the gold of the temple or the temple that has made the gold sacred? And you say, if anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is bound by his oath. You blind men, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? So whoever swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the monuments of the righteous, saying, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. Thus you witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Therefore I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, and some you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town, so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of innocent Abel to the blood of Zechariah the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, 
How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. O Lord, have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus, Amen. dearly beloved in the Lord, woe, woe, woe. Seven times from the holy lips of Jesus, that word, woe. This is not the kind and gentle Jesus you want to hang out with, as in the TV series, The Chosen. This is not the Jesus who gets us of that incessant TV commercial. Oh, he gets us. Yes, he does. In the sense that he sees right through the layers of religious whitewash and the veneers of self-justifications to the hardened and unbelieving heart. Oh, he gets us. But this is not a fun Jesus. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, blind guides, serpents, whitewashed tombs, pure on the outside, filthy on the inside, outwardly righteous, inwardly full of iniquity. Nothing irritates Jesus more than putting obstacles in the way of faith, shutting the gates of the kingdom to the little ones of faith. Woe on them all. And don't imagine that we can sit here all cozy and comfortable, well, as comfortable as you can possibly be in Kramer Chapel pews, basking in that warm glow of Lutheran orthodoxy on no less than Martin Chemnitz's birthday and think that these woes have nothing to do with us. They most certainly do. They dangle over our heads like a sword of Damocles, threatening the heart and the mind of every theologian and anyone who dares to teach the word to others. There is a scribe and a Pharisee lurking in every one of us. Jesus' woes hang over us in the classroom, in the pulpit, in your study, in your home. They hang over every holier-than-thou judgment, every attempt to file the fangs of the law with loopholes and legalisms. Those woes are spoken to the scribe and the Pharisee deep down inside each of us. They are a bridle for our tongues. They are a curb for our minds. They are a leash for our hearts, lest we stray from the saving word of Jesus and we lead others along with us. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel, St. Paul wrote. 
If you can preach it had Jesus never shed his blood on the cross and risen from the dead, then it may be good, and it, even, it may even be right, but it is certainly not salutary, and it is not Christian. Woe to anyone who gets in the way of Jesus' mission to save and puts an obstacle in the way of faith. There are millstones waiting for necks such as these. But understand this. These woes are Jesus' burning passion to seek and to save the lost. They're the holy jealousy of a God who brooks no competition. They are God's righteous indignation over love unrequited, grace refused, forgiveness rejected and despised. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, killing the prophets and stoning those who are sent to you, how often I would have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you would not. Woe to you. This is the heartbroken mother hen whose chicks have ignored her urgent clucking. He preached, but they would not hear. He sought, but they scattered. He healed, but they refused the medicine. He is the Torah enfleshed, but the Torah experts did not acknowledge or even recognize him. He came to his own, but his own did not receive him. Jesus came to bless, and whatever gets in the way of his blessing needs to go. So insistent is he that he pronounces a woe on anything that gets in the way. His woes clear the clutter between the sinner and the Savior, between you and the cross. Please be very clear here. Jesus did not hate the scribes and the Pharisees. He hated their teaching. He hated what they did to Torah. He hated how they obscured God's promise with their own trifling traditions and tidy theological systems. He hated their religious hypocrisy as they presented themselves as pure and holy while inwardly they were nothing other than poor, miserable sinners. He hated their spiritual pride as they looked down on others while they dared to lift their own eyes to heaven. But he didn't hate them. And he doesn't hate you, even at your scribal and Pharisaic worst. He was winding his way to Jerusalem to save them all. Whitewashed tombs, broods of vipers, blind guides, hypocrites. He wanted, to take, he wanted them to take up their cross and to follow him, trusting him through death to life. He wanted his innocent blood to be upon them and upon their children and upon the world and upon you. He calls each of us to repent of old Adam's religion, to drown the old Pharisee and to rise up as a child of God in Christ. Hear the Apostle Paul as he describes this for himself in his letter to the Philippians. He writes, If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, 
of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings and become like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. That's what Jesus died on a cross and rose from the dead to win for you. That's what Jesus desires for each of you. And woe to anyone who gets in the way. In the name of Jesus.
our prayers, we give thanks to God for the birth of a son, Jacob Charles, to Alex and Lindy Caldall. We also give thanks to God for granting a successful heart surgery to John Babbitts, father of deaconess student Grace Babbitts. I cry to you, O Lord. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. My mouth is filled with your praise. Every day I will bless you. By awesome deeds you answer us with righteousness. Bless the Lord, O my soul. He redeems your life from the pit. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let us pray. Merciful and gracious Lord, you cause your word to be proclaimed in every generation. Stir up our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may receive this proclamation with humility, and finally be exalted at the coming of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Merciful Father, you add to the generations of mankind. This day we thank you for the birth of Jacob Charles. By the gracious working of your Holy Spirit, help him to grow in your nurture and admonition, that he may bring glory to you and serve others in your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank and praise you for hearing our prayers on behalf of your servant John, who has successfully undergone surgery, and for giving to the surgeon and the medical team special skills to attend to his needs. According to your good pleasure, restore him fully to health and strength, that we may rejoice in your gift of healing. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have given this life from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my dreams in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul to all things. Let your holy angel be with you, that the evil flow may have no power over you. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. 